Blog Talk Radio.
Yet like a rubbish heap, all of them get sweet.
you have a committee to review the selection committee. What if the team goes and do well and win? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, so, you know, I know maybe there's some pressure being coming from, from Guyana, mm -hmm. Guyana Cricket Board, and some other quarters. But we expect that. We expect once the Belgians don't get enough of their players, they're going to make some noise. Yes. To be word to those Guyana, to those Jamaicans, to those Trinidad. Mm -hmm. And so that is the norm. And so I really truly don't understand what the committee is going to do. Mm -hmm. Because like I mentioned, what if the team goes there and, and performs really well? Some of the names people are questioning and so on, they go and do well. The selectors look like, like God. <laughs> Then what do you do? <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's that's reasonable, Kenny. But hold your horses because, of course, it's always good to have you on the show. We've been joined by Russell Arnold, the international commentator, former Sri Lanka Aronda, and, of course, fellow Alfonso Wallace, who's there in England. Uh, hello to you, Russell. How are you? And hello to you, fellow. Let's start with Russell. Russell? Hi, hi, hi. Good evening. To, good evening to you. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're fine. Where, where, where in the world are you? Are you in Jamaica? <laughs> That's the wrong route. I am in Sydney at the moment. Okay, Sydney at the moment. Well, okay. Um, now, now, your reaction uh, to, to what we just said, because as you know, there's been a lot of talk, uh, uh, you know, in the Caribbean. We had prime ministers coming out, the uh, president of Ghana, um, Dr. Irfan Ali, came out and expressed. Uh, uh, you know, some talk about the team. He, he, he didn't like it at all. We had Mayor Mortley of Barbados come out as well. We also heard from uh, Prime Minister uh, Dr. Ralph Gonzalez from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And the selectors are under pressure. Russell? Always under pressure. Uh, it's uh, from uh, one angle, it's never uh, a job that you get thanked or you get uh, uh, the accolades. Uh, it's, it's a thankless job. Um, and um, uh, just as Kenny said, what if this team goes and uh, does well? The West Indies team, whoever they put out in T20 cricket, you don't take them lightly. They've always surprised people. Uh, when the chips are down is when they fire. Um, so uh, it can be a tricky situation in having this uh, review at this stage. And it's a vital time. It's a vital time as, as well. You want to be looking up to it. You want everyone to be pulling in uh, the same direction. So that the guys just go out and play cricket. But uh, we've seen, strangely, on many occasions, when the chips are down, that's when uh, uh, teams tend to rally and probably rally around the West Indies. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and, and Philo, um, I know that you were part of a committee. By the way, are you still part of that committee, Philo? That was, uh, um, you were fired. Good evening, Andrew. Good evening to you, Philo. Good evening, Philo. Good evening, there are many listeners. <laughs> you know, far, hard. The people at Bachelor Santos continue to do that good job in Barbados. And I keep the people in Barbados being tested. I only want them to be vaccinated as well. Andrew, I, I, the, the West Indies selectors have selected a squad, mm. and there always be debate over the squads. Uh, the squad is carrying a lot of experienced cricketers. And I would really like to ask you know, the panel if they are honestly watching the IPL. Mm. Realizing that some players are now coming down with some injuries, the weather is hot. When you look at some of our, our, our cricketers in the IPL, they're not featuring in those franchises. Are uh, they match ready when, when the bell rings on the mm. 23rd of October? If the team does well, well, well done. 
if the team doesn't do well, then we're back at square one because there's not a lot of future in the West Indies World T20 World Cup sport. I was on a program just yesterday out of Trinidad and Tobago, and I was told, you know, that, that the captain said that it's not a developmental tour, and I'm I, I'm glad that he said it's not a developmental tour because we should have been developing our players a long time ago mm. at, at T20 World Cup, mm-hmm. and it's another World Cup in, in Australia where Russell Arnold will start. So I think that when you look at it, the squad is there. All of us would like the, the team to do well. But when you look at what is happening in front of us, look at what is happening now, a number of our players are not performing in that IPL. And it, it sends a message. Mm. Are these guys going to be ready? If they're going to turn up on a given day and tell you they score 100 at the World Cup, it is called pressure. Have our players really knuckle down on what they want to do? And yet, when you see Gail, Chris Gale has left the bubble, what impact is, does that have on him and on West Indies squad? What is going to happen to him? Where is he? And Joe Russell, we saw him off the field. He has not featured KKR position with Andrew Russell. What is the position with Fabian Allen? Nicholas Puran continues to struggle. These are all questions leading up to uh, the World Cup that starts in, in uh, about 18 days. Yes, yes. It's all good about to say that they suppose. Suppose it's a common S. Mm. When you look at it, Andrew, our players are not hitting their straps yet, and it is 18 days to the bell rings. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is very concerning to me, the form of our players going into that World Cup. Mm-hmm. No, no uh, we're going to get some reaction from Kenny Benson, of course, Russell Arnold, as far as that is concerned. Um, let, let's go to you, Kenny. What are your expectations uh, in relation to the West Indies team? Do you expect them to, um, to, to bring this thing home, Kenny? Well, I just want to, to, to look at in response to what Philo said first. Yes. That, and I think Philo was looking at a different situation, which I agree with him. Obviously, we are concerned about the form of, of our players currently in, in, in the IPL. But the issue is whether or not it makes sense. And Arnold made the point, Russell Arnold made the point, now is not the time for you to be now talking about people that are looking at reviewing selectors because you, you want the players to really focus on the job attack. And some of them now probably start to question themselves when they hear that Cricket Western is asking for a review of the panel that selected them. And I, I don't think the timing is right. It mm. is true that maybe our players are not willing. Well, you don't want our players thinking, why well, one of me they, they, they have an issue with? And so on. You know, these are the things creep into people's minds. And again, you put that with like Philo said, the, the team is not, the players in the IPL are not really performing well. So you put all of that together, and it is not helping us. It is not helping us. The team has already been selected. Whether or not Guyana likes it, or Mayor Motley likes it, or whatever, <laughs> it is already been selected. It is not going to change unless you have injuries or someone pull up for whatever reason. So what we need to do is to show our support behind of them. When they finish and they don't do well, or whatever the case may be, then we can do the dissecting and so on. But we need them to focus on bringing this thing up. In, in terms of what do I expect, uh, T20 is a very dynamic form of, of cricketer. And the very important thing is to start well. You, you want to start well, which I hope that the West Indies can do, and then you want to get into that final four, if that is the format. Now, when you get into the final four, that is where the real, the real stuff really starts because uh, at the end of the day, when you lose, you, you go home. But I think it is very important for us to start well. I am expecting 
us to, to really start well. If we don't start well, Andrew, we could come home very, very early. Mm. But once we start well and we get anywhere close to the final four, honestly, I believe anything can anything can happen. It's going to be a field battle to to um, defend the title because mm. everybody's gunning for you. There's so many things that have gone against the West Indies. The last one is this committee, you know, and so the guys are going to be under some pressure from all around. Mm. Pressure because they're the defending champions. Pressure from home, the regional governments and regional heads and so forth, you know, asking questions about some of them. So it is going to be an uphill task, Andrew, but I'm expecting them to, to start one. Mm-hmm. Russell? Um, just in defense of the players and their performance um, in, in the, the IPL at this stage, the pitchers haven't been great. No. Scores have been very low and not many players have really stood up uh, in this second leg, uh, which um, uh, we are seeing right now. Uh, come October, November, it does cool down a bit. IPL is being played still in the part of summer, so it t- tends to change a bit and the pitches will be a little bit better. Uh, which might suit uh, the type of players uh, that the West Indies and also many other countries have. Again, I, I would believe the, the ball game will change in, in that sense. Looking at the West Indies squad, well, there are a lot of uh, names that you do respect in T20, uh, in T20 cricket. So I, I, I'm not very sure that, uh, that there's, a, there's another place that West Indies could have gone with, with the names that have been picked. Are these the best uh, players at the moment that the West Indies have picked is, is, is the question. That, that is for you guys to answer, but uh, they will, a lot of teams will fear facing these boys. Mm. Dr. Andrew Ford, you've made notes. How are you, my friend? Uh, are you part of that committee, by the way? I understand that you know the, the good books of uh, Skeleton Shallow. You've got to pick. Fortunately, I have other interests, but... <laughs> Russell and to all the listeners, um, you know, as I guess as you said earlier, we have to see how the team does. But and if the team does well, fine. But if we were to reflect a bit, we know that just uh, a few years ago we had three championship, uh, IC championships, and also we'd beaten England up on our doorstep just before the selectors, new selectors came in. And to be honest, since then, they haven't had a lot of success to show other than beating Bangladesh with uh, one of our teams that, that didn't have a full, you know, complement of, of players. But when you look at the results of the selectors, they've been paltry. And I would suggest that even if we were to, to win the World Cup, I still think that the trajectory we were on just before the selectors came on would, would suggest that that they haven't been having a, a very good run. And the team is a retrospective team. Maybe we can, maybe three years ago, four years ago, it would be a really great team, but we, no matter how they do now, we have to look at the progression and look at other teams and see that we retain more mm-hmm. of the older players who are now less of a, a force than they were in the, in the league uh, maybe three years ago. So from that standpoint, we still have to ask ourselves, are we, do we have a developmental program? Do we have a plan to, for sustainability? Or are we just going to allow a team to, to maximize and fall off a cliff and then try to, to rebuild? So that's, that's the real question. And I guess those questions will be answered uh, rather soon. It's, it's interesting. All the matches are maybe three days apart. And then at the end, 
two days apart, so we require fit players. Uh, I see England has made a, a decision on Curran, and Curran is being replaced by, by his brother, and I think that we too have to make decisions in earnest. We, we have the, the medical knowledge, and we know how long it takes for a, a hamstring injury to, to heal. We also know that it, you're tentative and, and restricted after that, and with a tournament, with so many matches, you have to, to weigh the risk-benefit ratio of, of having a Russell around, and can he perform, can he play, and, and knowing that Holder is in the wing. So, you know, we need to see some, some decision-making and, and really a logical process that we can follow. That's, that's one of the difficulties we've had with the election panel. Sometimes they say one thing, and then they use another bit of logic to, to decide on another another outcome. But of course, as the president says, we, we, we all wish the team well, but I don't think that you should look at criticism as being negative. I think criticism when buttressed with logic and, and some knowledge is, is something that should be considered and not dismissed. Mm -hmm. um, good, um, good, good, um, good show um, the the, the Andrew Russell situation must be of great concern. And, what about Ovid McCoy? I mean, he was picked, we know, in the CPL didn't do too much. Um, the whole question of fitness is going to be of great importance, Philo. Yes, Alandro, fitness continues to be the bugbear of West Indies cricket. Uh, there's a foot to move to, to correct all these mistakes, Andrew. Uh, I think that it is important, uh, the lead selector, maybe the director of cricket will be coming soon, I don't know, and try to explain what is happening with these two players. From the time Russell got a lot in that IPL match, I believe that something should have been, some communication should have been sent out to, to KKR to find out what is the nature of that injury. And then before medical, the medical team that they, that they have in Antigua, uh, then we should consult with them to see how best, how, how, how long it's going to take to heal. As Doc said, we have the med, we have the expertise. And McCoy, from what the least lesson said a couple of weeks ago, had shin splints. Mm -hmm. uh, we've heard nothing since then. I believe the World Cup squad will soon be leaving for Abu Dhabi because they're supposed to have a camp in, in that part of the world. And these guys will soon be there because there's only 18, 18 days away. And so you need to get into that, to that those conditions mm -hmm. quite early and, and by my time. So I would like to know McCoy particularly. He's the one who's a shining light for us in, in the home series, the T20 home series that we have. How fit is he and how ready is he? Mm -hmm. to go into the UAE mm -hmm. to play in a T20 World Cup. And the T20 World Cup is going to play at a, a frantic pace, Andrew. I am watching the IPL. I tend to I differ from what Russell Arnold is saying about the pitches. I, I think that some of the pitches are good pitches. Mm. It's just adaptability. I, yeah, I'm telling you, here Raul has 500 runs. Mm -hmm. All the pitches can be no good. Mm -hmm. I think the pitches are good. Oh. All batsmen have not adapted Ooh. themselves to mm -hmm. conditions. Mm -hmm. And that is frightening. <laughs> the World Cup is going to be played at most venues. The, the difficult situation they had, the difficult pitch, and they were charging. Mm -hmm. We had one side got bowled for less than 100. And they said that, that it was the first time that Rajasthan Royals have played there. And it's a little difficult. I could understand that. But our players are there, Andrew. And they cannot say that they, don't, that they have enough preparation time. They've had enough preparation time with those various franchises. So we have some injuries we don't know about, and we have some outperformed players. Mm, right. And we want to start with a win. So let me tell you, Houdini ought to be a good man. Because if you have unfit players right. and struggling players and, and want to start with a win, mm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it's going to matter. No, I'm serious, Andrew. 
how are we going to mesh the two? Mm. Russell Benning comes from fit and inform. I never see Benning yet out of form and on fit. Some of the players are on fit. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, you want to respond? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not taking Philo on on that. He's much bigger than me. <laughs> uh, the, the fact is, yes, I cannot disagree with him on on the on the fitness front. It, it really does matter, and I don't know just as you guys in detail how fit these players are. Uh, but um, what what I'm saying is, these guys are skilled players. These guys have played in conditions in the subcontinent, so I don't see too much harm in backing them going into this. Philo. On the front of uh, scoring runs, 30 games played in India in April, May. Right. A lot of the runs were scored there. Mm. Mm. And now I'm going into hiding before you come back. No, but I, 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 I said the Indians <laughs> score runs in India, but I, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm seeing with the batsmen in this season. Yeah. I, you know, I saw a little, a young guy today called Christian, a left hander. Yes. Smoke, smoke 50 in no time. Yeah. And he told me the pitch was difficult, Andrew. Mm. And look, he looked very good. Andrew, the Indians have cricketers coming out of their pores. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 um, I, saw, I saw a guy born at 140 something kilometers per hour. Yes, yes. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt about what Philo is saying there in terms of India and their depth. Uh, they have used the IPL and all these conditions to really develop cricketers and in various formats too. It's, you cannot compare what India has to offer to what the West Indies or Sri Lanka or any other country has. Then that's for sure. Now, now Russell, um, on, on the point of India, you like the India side? Yes, yes. Um, I, I think they're well balanced. I think they're well drilled for this type of format when you uh, take the conditions uh, into consideration as well. They're a team that are going to be up there. Uh, I still, uh, with the problems that I'm hearing regarding West Indies, I, I still think they'll be uh, up there as a contender as well as New Zealand. Um, they, they might ha have very few people out there and more sheep, but if come world events, they find a way to be in team spaces. So those three, for me, are uh, the top ones um, going into the into the World Cup. What about Sri Lanka? Uh, at, at this. What about Sri Lanka? Uh, we're, we're under tremendous pressure. We need to get through uh, Ireland, the Netherlands, and Namibia to come up to you guys. So uh, the qualifiers can be very hard because when you know you cannot slip up, Yes, and you know, you're a team that hasn't hasn't been doing well. There's a lot of weight, so I, I expect them if they get through that that they could surprise a team or two, meaning uh, spoil the party, but not really be contenders. Mm. And um, guys, it's it's morning here, and mm. schools have just started, so I do need to uh, slip out. So I know. We'll I, catch up I, later. Yes, I know that. Well, just just before you go, um, well, I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. Um, Final question to you, uh, Russell. Do you think the West Indies have got the goods despite the challenges, Russell's injuries, Owen McCoy, uh, Christopher Gale has not set the world on fire. We want a, a comment from you in relation to him. Do you think they've got it in them to, um, to win the title, Russell? Uh, the, the way I look at the West Indies is they, they have firepower and uh, they have, have the capability to to strike it at any stage. So you take them lightly as an opposition and they get into that group, they can go all the way. So there are lots of ifs and buts. It's not a consistency, it's not consistency that um, you will associate with the West Indies, mm -hmm. but they do have players 
who can sting you. And uh, that, that's what we kind of saw when they won uh, the last time in, uh, in India. Yes. From, uh, yes. if, if you came towards the middle of the tournament or the beginning, you basically were in this same situation. But mm-hmm. then they, can, they uh, put it together and it's those type of players uh, that you have. But you do hope these niggles and uh, the form that come together. And it's strange when a World Cup uh, tournament starts up and the guys uh, come together, how uh, the outlook can change. Mm. The capability is certainly there. 30 seconds. Who do you think will win it, Russell? Mm. Where's wow. your money, Russell? Well, mm. the money. Mm. I <laughs> India, actually. India. You, you think India will win it, huh? Uh, that's, that's a very uh-huh. interesting one. And you're going against the heart. Even, even, even wherever you may be placed, you know where the heart would be dragging. Mm, so, I know, I know. But I have to, <laughs> have to know that. <laughs> and, and, and leave the hope aside, hope is the dreams. And, ask yes. and, and the dark horse? 15 seconds. Uh, well, is New Zealand a dark horse?
they're the best players, the most experienced players, but they have to be the fittest players as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, just before we say uh, hello to our good friend Barrett, um, in terms of Andrea Russell, now if he can't make it, do you think the obvious replacement will be Jason Holder? <laughs> Jason Holder should have been in the team. So obviously, yes, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a nice DJ hole. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Were you shocked when he wasn't selected? Yes, I, yeah, I, was, a bit, I was a bit disappointed. I just couldn't understand. I just didn't get a reason that made any sense why this Holder was selected in the in the original 50-man squad. Mm-hmm. All right, Barrett, where, what part of the world are you? Are you in Jamaica talking to Patrick Patterson? <laughs> How are you? You're muted. You're muted. Um, I am in Jamaica speaking to Mr. Patrick Patterson, as you well know. And what? Uh, <laughs> hey, for a while, uh, you do you were behaving like uh, these these Australian states because I logged into the Zoom link. It took me 25 or at least 15 minutes to be let in. That's oh, that's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was in uh, I was in the Gold Coast for a week, not on a holiday, but I was there to cover the women's test. Right. Uh, and then. I get a special exemption to get back into North Australia. So uh, while the rest of the world has moved on, Australia is still in 2020. So that's what I felt like while I was staring at that Zoom link waiting to be like this. <laughs> there I am. Hey, you are. It's always good to see you. Um, how are you coping with COVID, though? Um, it's just funny. Like we, we're all vaccinated, at least at home. And, uh, you know, South Australia, Adelaide is very free. Pakistan has done so much for you. Right. Like, on to 
on two occasions the last two years. You know, they were promised uh, uh, a proper biosecurity five-star hotel, and then they were thrown into some uh, semi-resort in town. Yes, yes, I heard about that. Yeah, and you still endured all that, and you saved. Uh, they played a huge role, like the rest of these in saving your summer. Uh, and you just turn your back on on them, like you know, when it is your turn. It, it just tells you a lot about cricket economics right now. And it's just unfortunate that uh, you know I am Indian. I live in Australia. I'm part of the big three in many ways, <laughs> but it, it, it does rule the roost, and it's just going to get worse. I think uh, as you look forward to, like you know, even with the India Indian test. Uh, I don't think neither was the winner in the original outcome of that match with the test, right? You can't blame India, you can't blame India, but we need to blame both of them for uh, that sort of uh, shock that forced the match with the test. Doctor? Hi, I'm Barat. Um, uh, West Indies and Australia are in the same group, and Australia came to the West Indies, still do well, but now they've been. I mean, Maxwell Smith, Warner, and some firepower has been added to the group. Uh, what's the perception in Australia about the chances of Australia in the World Cup since there's been no defending success for such a, an important world uh, cricketing nation thus far? That's really good job. Yeah, I, I, look, right now, like I said, it's all about the assets. Uh, if, you read, if you read the papers or speak to anyone in Australia about cricket, they're all only concerned about whether England are coming or not. The T20 World Cup seems to have been forgotten. Really? And, yeah, and, uh, you know, because Australia have never really done too well in that T20 World Cup. They've made one final back in 2007. They've never really got to T20 cricket the way a lot of other countries have. Uh, and you look at uh, their players in the IPL. Uh, David Warner has been dropped by their franchise. He's good. Steve Smith has been dropped by his franchise. And the Australians, except when Maxwell, the Australians were doing well, our goals were not part of that team. So, Jason Cruz and Naya, who is nowhere close to uh, playing for Australia again, do uh, well for Mumbai Indians. So, uh, there isn't too much hope uh, around the Australian team with how they're going to go in that team to be World Cup. Uh, and like you said, they're in that, uh, I mean, they're in the group of death in some ways, right? We have West Indies and England who, in my book, are still among the favorites. Then you have South Africa, who seem to have really uh, found their mojo in this format. Uh, and then you have Australia. So uh, not too many people are giving Australia a, a, a chance, especially here. But having said that, no, not too many people are even talking about whether Australia is going to play the T20 World Cup. So it's, it's kind of strange, but that tells you how uh, cricket is perceived in, in a country like Australia. It's, it's at the ashes then a series against India, and then everything else. So, uh, you know, the players, like I said, are not in form. Uh, we still don't, we're going to actually hear from Aaron Finch in the next half hour. He's doing a press conference. They're about to depart for the UAE in uh, a day's time. I think they're leaving tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's coming back from injury as well. There's, so you have a team uh, which is just lost badly in the West Indies and in Bangladesh. Uh, and they have some key players coming in, but they're either coming completely from the cold, like a Pat Cummins, who's not gone to the IPL, you know, because his wife's expecting a baby. Uh, Aaron Finch is coming out of injury, and all these players are out of form. So nobody's giving Australia a chance, and I definitely am not giving them a chance either. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Andrew, I've been told that uh, McCoy left with Roddy Espick and Hayden Welsh and Welsh and Chase yesterday for the, for the World Cup. Yeah, uh, but, you, you, mm -hmm. The question, or you... 
you wanted another question for me? No, well, I mean, yes, the, he, he's in the team, but but I'm concerned about his fitness. Please, please. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, I mean, it's a serious selection there, really. So let's hope that he can recover because uh, yeah, I thought they, they gambled with him, really. Yes, mm. you got Philo, and of course you got Kenny Benjamin um, on the line as well. Yes, Doc. Uh, the question can be for for all of you gentlemen. I mean, since COVID, uh, we have had some wonderful test series, and you know, uh, tests have really been up there in importance. And we have a T20 World Cup. We've had lots of white ball cricket. Do you think that the that our COVID pandemic has helped to really improve the profile of test cricket? I love our guest, Barack, go first, and I'd like to hear from Philo and Kenny. Mm -hmm. oh, that, that's actually a good point, though. I think what has contributed to that also is, for the first time in many years, a lot of these test teams have gotten time to spend uh, acclimatizing in, in wherever, right? When India came to Australia, the test players had to come along with the, the entire squad. So they were here in Australia for at least a month before that first test. They got warm-up games. Uh, which rarely happens these days, right? People come in, uh, they have a couple of nets and straight into a test match. And the same with India and England. Uh, we've seen the West Indies also, you know, have similar uh, uh, or be in similar positions in England, uh, like we saw last year. And other teams have gone to the Caribbean as well. I think that has played a huge role in, uh, you know, nobody's coming in to a test series score. So that first test season doesn't just become the home team dominating and then, the away teams to have play catch up from that point on. I think so that has played a role as well. And I guess also the fact that a lot of us have been stuck at home. So we've just watched more test cricket. So there's just been more conversation about test cricket. Uh, uh, but yeah, but we've seen some really good test matches around the world. We saw in Australia, uh, both summers in England have been uh, high quality cricket. Uh, and, and, and the same with, you know, uh, the Pakistan series in West Indies and even West Indies in Bangladesh, for that matter, uh, the teams just seem to have gotten a lot closer, uh, which is good for Test cricket. Test cricket really needs that. Uh, you know, maybe the only one-sided contest in all was the World Test Championship final, ironically, when uh, you know, New Zealand dominated India. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, but also, I think, because similar to that, because it's so much T20 cricket that you just get lost in a sea of T20 cricket at times. You you don't get the time to really sit and even appreciate what you've seen. Because by the time you're just soaking in one performance in uh, in a match, the next match has come through, uh, whether if you're watching the CPL or the IPL or any league for that matter. So that doesn't help either. But I'm all for test cricket. I'm a traditionalist, uh, and I'm sure Philo Wallace is as well, and Kenny Benjamin as well. So I think we're all happy that test cricket's finally, you know, being spoken about a lot more than the other format. Mm -hmm. Kenny, what do you think? I, I, I believe you're onto something there. I believe because of COVID, a lot of people are home, a lot of cricket being watched. And the fact as well that when they start back playing test cricket, you know, after COVID, a lot of people weren't allowed to go into the venues. And so people were coming into the television. There was not a lot of other things happening. And I think it brought back the appreciation to fans around the world. Also, what it did, Doc, the teams prepared well. When last of the West Indies played two or three uh, practice matches before a test season and so on. And so because of that, and you're right, because of COVID, 
we see things being done differently. We see people watching more from home. We see the teams preparing. The, 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 the teams that poor, they come early, get a couple of practice matches in as well and so on. And that togetherness, that emotional feeling, obviously it, it is got to be an emotional feeling where the team has to be in a bubble and so forth. And so it changed the way that things were happening prior to COVID. And we probably saw a lot more cohesiveness, a lot more sort of a team building. And so I believe that COVID has done something positive for test cricket. Philo, mm. so, uh, this is my take on it, Doc. I think COVID has taught us to appreciate what we miss. Mm. Uh, test match cricket, I'm a journalist like Barrett, and test match cricket was lost in white ball cricket. But because of COVID, and not a lot of cricket being played, only cricket that was really just started the whole thing was the, the tour where West Indies came to England and played that series, then followed by Pakistan. And then not only that too, no, I love I, I support again, the quality of test match cricket has gotten better. Because players now are preparing themselves for a longer period of time before they actually play test match cricket. So preparation is, is, is a lot better for them. And when they go into the game, obviously they want to do well. So to me, test match cricket has blossomed because COVID now has brought everyone into a central zone. You can't go out, you're in a bubble, you're in a hotel. So you practice, you practice, you work on your drills. And when you get out there, you're chomping at the bit to do well. So it is a good thing for test match cricket. And I will hope that cricketers themselves realize that they've been playing very good test match cricket. A lot of the games have been going five days. I'm finishing four. A lot of them have been going five days. If you look at the last test match in England here, between England and India at the Oval, the Kia Oval, they've been five days and they've got a result. India got the result they were looking for. That stadium was sold out. So the interest of test match cricket is certainly back there. And I'm hoping that it continues and the players realize that they have made a big impact on the spectators of test match cricket. Okay. Um, we, we've won two T20 World Cups and no one ever really thinks of us hosting a T20 World Cup. I know it's COVID and I know we may have lots of islands and there may be some concerns about biosecurity, but uh, when will the West Indies get to host the T20 World Cup? Is it... Is it something we should aspire to do? Is it something CWI should look at trying to do? Uh, Kenny, how, would, how do you see that? Well, the West Indies have hosted the, the ODI men. They have hosted the T20 female, and they will host the other 19 next year. I don't believe it is too far-fetched. I just believe the bidding process got to really start. I think it will be very dynamic. I, I think the way that it will be played will be similar to what they're doing with the other 19s where Ireland bid for the different, you know, stages and so on. But I think it will be exciting. I believe the West Indian public deserves this because we, we have won twice, you know, and I think that it is fitting to, to see all of these players we do see them from time to time. And when you look at the CPL, we have some very excited matches. So I believe we do know how to party. I think we are the best in terms of, you know, partying cricket. I think we are the best. And once we can put things right, definitely, you know, I believe that Cricket West Indies should, should make a strong case for us to, to host, if not the next, the one after the, the ICC 
T20 World Cup. Doc, it's a good question. I don't know if COVID going anywhere in a hurry. Mm. And if you look, if you look through the region, the number of COVID cases and unvaccinated people, the ICC is going to look very serious at those things. So yes, we may wonder what the T20 World Cup twice. It would be wonderful to have the T20 World Cup in the Caribbean where we can see our, our, our stars really go there and, and play well. Say the format that they're supposed to be better. But when you look at this thing called COVID and, and what is happening in the region now, you have to be really be serious there. And we risk, you don't know where COVID is going. So it, it, the, the T20 World Cup is going to, the, to, to Dubai because the IPL is there and they had one case. One case of COVID in that, in that bubble and that guy has been isolated. Well, I believe he's, he's fine now. But when you look through the region, there are lots of new cases. COVID is, 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 is massive. Only 9% of Jamaica is vaccinated. 9%? 39.5% in Barbados. Yeah, yeah. So we still got a long way to go. I don't know what is the percentage in Antigua, the other Caribbean islands. Mm. We still have a way to, to try and get our population first to understand the importance of stemming the flow and stemming the spread of COVID in order to attract international sports. But people are not going to come to islands where they, where they don't feel secure. Abara, I'd like to hear you, but also on the, the case of England coming to the West Indies, they haven't gone to to, to uh, Pakistan, and also they're wondering about Australia, and, and we expect them to come here as well. Uh, am I supposed to go? Yes. Yeah, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I think I've been firstly with England. Uh, the advantage with the Caribbean for a bilateral tour is you can just pick two islands and say, like they have in, in Pakistan, just say Saint Lucia and uh, another island, and say that you know we can pick and choose where where we want to host our team, and then put them in a in a resort-like bubble. And I think England will come. Uh, I think the thing with the Pakistan tour also was like, similar to Australia. The whole focus has shifted to the Ashes because one thing I've learned after moving to Australia is everything else just like completely fails in comparison. They just look at, think about the Ashes differently. I remember covering the last Ashes in England 2019, and it was a unique experience for me. Uh, they don't even the terms they use as well. Like going into the Oval Test, they they all believe, like you know they have they all behave behave like the series was over. And I was like, wait, but. England can come back and draw the series. Why are Australia celebrating? I remember sitting at Old Trafford and seeing them go absolutely batshit crazy with their celebration uh, post that game. Uh, and obviously then they lost at the over. But it didn't seem to matter. They still celebrated. And any other series anywhere in the world, you would go into that final test saying, oh, we lost an opportunity to win the series. But just because they retained that little learn, it was considered a success. So I think that plays a big role in any decision that will get made by this English team between now and the Ashes. Uh, but one thing they've never shied away from is the tour of the Caribbean for many reasons. And uh, I still think uh, they will end up going there. With Pakistan, look, the fact is, unfortunately, teams are just looking, especially teams in the West, are always just looking for some excuse to back out of the tour. Not just Pakistan. Pakistan is the same. Bangladesh is the same. Australia finally went to Bangladesh after backing out, I think, three or four times. So, but again, it, it takes it takes me back to your original question as well, Doc, about the West Indies hosting a T20 World Cup. What the last time they did it was 2010, and that was when T20 wasn't as big as it has become now. 
uh, because obviously they hosted it in 2010, but they were given the rights to do it like three or four year, uh, years in uh, at once. Uh, and I just give an example of the CPL. I mean, if the CPL final is being played at 10 a.m. just so that the Indian audience can, I mean, you get more Indian viewers in, it just tells you where, um, uh, you know, where the money comes from, where the power lies. I've covered two T20 internationals in uh, Jamaica both times, or I think once in Trinidad, where the T20 started at 9.30 a.m. Like, you know, the format is supposed to be this family-oriented format. You come at uh, come once you're done with work and the lights are on, the party atmosphere is on. But that doesn't happen at 9.30. I was more than happy because by uh, I could hit the pub by 12, uh, by noon. So I was very happy with that uh, picture. But I think, I think it will come down to that, the timings, uh, especially with an ICC tournament. The fact is it's more about being a TV product than a cricket product. Uh, so uh, the ICC will look at what the broadcasters want as well. And that's why a lot of these ICC major events in the last few years have either been in India, England, or Australia. Because the timing suit um, an Indian or a subcontinental audience, which is where a lot of money comes from, which is where a lot of eyeballs come from. Mm. So I think, unfortunately, it'll come down to that. And if we do have a World Cup in the Caribbean in the next five or ten years, uh, you'll see that the matches get played more uh, based on when India can watch it rather than, you know, when people in the Caribbean can go out and support it. It's sad, but it, it's just it's just the truth. Look, I'm trying to be a Michael Holding here today. Yeah. 4241790, you can certainly give us a call and participate uh, in the show already. The lines are up. We've got Kenny Benjamin there in Antigua. Uh, we've also got Barakis uh, uh, very much in Australia. And Philo is uh, uh, in his study there in, in England. And, of course, Dr. Andrew Ford is thinking about his first patient tomorrow morning. All right, let's take a call. Hello, welcome. Hi, good evening, Andrew. Hi. Good evening to you. Is this Drake and Symmetry? That's correct, Andrew. How are you? But I see that you are still able to get the scope. Yes. But um, I had warned you or cautioned you some time ago, Andrew, mm. about playing horses. And all horses. Right. Lame horses, I told you, all lame horses is do is pull up lame. Mm-hmm. And all horses should be put out the pasture. <laughs> and somehow, you ain't getting it right. Mm-hmm. And I can show you what I mean. Sure. I could remember when. The Gary, well, he had to take a back and get an operation, mm-hmm. and when he tells them he was sick, they say he, he had to prove it. The great, the Gary had to prove it. And the man that did the most for international cricket, a man called the Isaac Vivian Alexander, he resigned as captain. And he said he would like to finish in the World Cup. After all he had done, and they refused to let him do it, and he was still 95% fit at the time. And now we could be fooling around with all kinds of lame horses and bull horses, and then our to support them. Ooh, we'll be making sports. Making sports. We got. Even if they ain't got these names like the others, 
Yes, yes. All right. Thanks very much indeed for, for, yes. for, for being part of the show. The calls are coming in. Barrett, please stay with us. Hello, welcome, listening guests. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, 441 Okay, I think we got Kenny Benjamin. Kenny, are you driving somewhere? Um, I know you left me. Are you, are you, are you no, driving? I'm stationary. Oh, really? All right. Fair, fair enough. You got one of those special phones that, you know, that we hear a lot of stuff in the background, you know? Really? Yes. I understand you've got, what is it now? I'm thinking something 20 that, that you pay about several hundred US dollars for. Uh, Kenny, Kenny, um, let's, we want, of course, with Barrett and, of course, with Philo, 44178, give us a call and participate. Um, deep down inside, do you think the West Indies side, given the challenges, can win this? I asked Russell Arnold, who spent about 20 minutes with us, do you think we've got some agent players, we've got a Chris Gale, um, who maybe got into the side based on reputation, Andrew Russell is not fit, McCoy, well, he's troubling. We've got some cricketers as well that have not done well. Look at what, look what's happened to Poran. We want to discuss him. You know, um, Simmons has been there, there, both of us. You know, oh, I think we lost Kenny Benjamin there, all right. Um, but perhaps I can put the question to uh, to Philo and, of course, to Barat, um, as we do our, of course, our, our, our preview of the World uh, Cup. Do you think, Barat, that we've got to say the West Indies to win the World Cup? Or you've got your concerns? Uh, and, and a, a month back, I thought West Indies went into that tournament as favourites because the way I look at West Indies in a T20 format is that they are a much better tournament team than a team in a bilateral series because there are so many individual stars, especially now that the band is back together and everybody's back from Bravo and Polar and Russell and even Ravi Rampal. Uh, you, you almost back them to, or one of them to have a big day pretty much every time they play. Uh, and that's all you need in a tournament format. Like, you know, you have that in the round robin, you get to the second stage, uh, and then like we saw in 2016, uh, even if as a team you're not consistent, you need one Russell to come off in the semifinal or Chris Gale, uh, and uh, Carlos Brathwaite or Amal and Samuels to come off in the final. And that's, that's how they won both times, in 2012 and 2016. Uh, but in a bilateral series like we saw against South Africa and to an extent against Australia, uh, you can get sorted out. Uh, you know, play four games in, uh, or five games in the space of six days against the same opposition. They can start kind of, uh, you know, reading, kind of reading into your game as well. Uh, but having said that, the pitches in the UAE are of deep concern to me. Uh, the second leg of the IPL, we've seen some low scores. I think we've had nearly 20 matches and only Rice has a team made 180 and only six or seven times have teams gone past 160. The last night's game, Rajasthan Royals played 20 overs and they managed 94. Uh, it, and that has a lot to do with the pitches. Uh, and, you know, you have to look at those three grounds. Sharjah is the smallest. Uh, Dubai not too big and Abu Dhabi is big. Uh, so the boundaries also come into the picture. And the one uh, side of batter missing in the West Indian lineup for me who is that Marlon Samuels-like player, the, the anchor. Because you look at these pitches and it's not going to be easy to just come in and play a Puran-like innings or uh, even a Chris Gale-like innings all the time. 
you you need a grafter. At times, 130 is going to be a winning target. You don't have to always aim for 200. So who's going to be that one batter who kind of couldn't be Lando Simmons? I don't know. Mm. That number three, number four batter who comes in and says, uh, you know what, I'm going to bat 17 overs. Even if my strike rate is closer to 110 or 120 for the first 15 or 20 balls that I play. And then I come into my open. We need batters like that. And if West Indies can find someone like that, then maybe they still go in as favorites. But those pitches, more than anything else, are concerning. Because the ones they played on in India in 2016, the ball kept coming on. Uh, they weren't dry and completely bereft of life. Uh, and, you know, the West Indians did well. So I think those are two factors I look at, uh, Andrew and, uh, you know, our other guests that concern me about the West Indies. Mm-hmm. So, no? Well, sure. I, I think that we have defending champions. And I think that if we're if we going to win this World Cup, World Cup again, I think our captain has to play a massive role in getting this to lift that World Cup three times on a draw. Uh, with, with the experience of in the squad, yes. Some guys are, some guys are, are, are you know, obviously not 100% fit. I think that the leadership of, of this team, this squad is going to be going to be very very important. I think Potter has to play a bigger role with the ball, and obviously he's going to be very strategic in how uh, he backs as well. And sometimes he waits too late to come in, mm-hmm. and with the players that are not informed, the young lights like Nicholas Kuran and Hetmer. I saw Hetmer yesterday, and he batted at seven. Rabishanda Ashwin batted before him, mm-hmm. and Simon was asking, "Is Ashwin a better batsman?" But then you saw why he batted before. He, he didn't score any runs, but they put they pushed Murray into, into a position where he had very few balls to score, and he ended winning the game uh, for Delhi Capitals. So it, it worked strategically. It worked. Ricky pointed obviously worked it out to, to, to a tee. So those are things that we will have to do with our bats then, where we, where we have that center pillar. And uh, uh, Barra, we have a guy called Robson Chase, Mm. Uh, he, he, he did wonderfully well in the CPL. He'd be the one that, that we'll be looking at to be that Marlon Samuels type of player to build the innings around. And then you have all the power hitters around him, but we have to be strategic in how we line up power hitters up. The, 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 I think that the, 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 the teeth problem is going to be Chris Gale. How best are we going to get the best out of Chris Gale? Are we going to put him at number one, and, or are we going to bat him in that middle order? That's going to be the problem with Chris. Where mm-hmm. are we going to bat him? Where would you bat him, Philo? Where would you bat him, Philo? I would put him at. I would put him at the top. Mm-hmm. I would put him to open batting, uh, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would put Chris Gill to open batting. That's where he's best suited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, because, because I, I think that when you look at it, Chris Gill, Chris Gill is going to benefit West Indies in the T20 World Cup, opening the batting. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. When we come back, of course, we can get Barrett to comment. We've now been joined by Sir Curtly Ambrose, who, of course, is uh, is a Manchester United man. I know he's done it wrong, Sir Curtly, Liverpool guy, of course. And, of course, Kenny Benson is, is with us as well. So when we come back, uh, we're going to have that lovely Antiguan connection. But, of course, Mason and Guest is brought to the association with a very good friend at ASAFE White Rum, the best shot.
Hmm. Turn your mic on, Securely. Are we hearing Securely? Yes. Okay. All right. Not yet, Securely. Uh, just, just bring your fingers across. Yes. There's no use to hold the ball a particular way. Do we have Securely now? Hi, loud and clear. I think you're wilder, man. <laughs> yes. How are you? That big boxing match, Securely. So how are you, Andrew? I'm okay. How are you? No, I'm doing very well. Mm-hmm. Just here, spending time with the family. Okay. It's always important. Yes. Uh, you are what, Atlanta? I'm in Atlanta. Okay, wonderful, 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 wonderful. All right. How's it been for you, Sir Kirtley? Of course, I'm being uh, very safe as far as COVID is concerned. Yeah, well, you know, COVID is still very prevalent all over the world. Mm-hmm. And all we have to do is just and try our best, you know, to, to stay safe. Mm-hmm, indeed. All right, well, we've been talking about the West Indies, and, of course, let me later on, we want to talk to you a bit about that recent tour the under-19s. But um, do you think the West Indies have got the goods? I know there have been some concerns with Andrew Russell's uh, nagging hamstring um, injury. Um, you know, you've got Owen McCoy. We don't, we're not quite sure what's happening to him. Um, Fabian Allen as well. Um, you must be concerned about the, the, the whole question of fitness in the West Indies side, so currently. Of course I'm concerned. I mean, this is a T20 World Cup tournament, and you want to at least try and play the best team possible. Mm-hmm. And with those little niggles going around Andrew Russell, you know, good a player he is. Obed McCoy has come on in leaps and bounds in recent time. You know, Fabian Allen. So, I mean, we want to be able to select our best team. So, with those niggles, injuries going around, it's a cause for concern. Mm, and and Gail left the bubble to prepare for the World Cup, the big man. I, I read it somewhere that he left the bubble. He wanted to, be, to refresh himself for the, for the T20 World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, let's hope that he can do that. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of, of Gail, where would you bat him? Phil all said... You know, that he would let him open the batting. Uh, as you know, he batted at number three on many occasions in recent times. Where would you bat um, Christopher Gale, securely? Well, for me personally, if he's not opening the batting, mm-hmm. which I would prefer him to do, right. number three is fine. Okay. So, any, any, anything else that opening on number three, no, not suited for him. Mm-hmm. So, anywhere in the top three is fine with me. Mm-hmm. When you look into your crystal ball, he's been failing quite a lot. Do you think he's still got the good stove um, to produce those big innings and, and, and win it for the West Indies currently? Gail? Well, I've said it before on this very program, Andrew, and of course, or other places as well, mm-hmm. that Chris Gale isn't the Chris Gale that we're accustomed to see him doing the things that he has done over the years. Obviously, he's 42 years of age. The reflexes must slow down. Mm-hmm. Your eye-hand coordination is not the same. And he hasn't really produced any magic for quite a while. You know? However, on his day, right. he gets it right. He can still be very destructive. But we haven't seen it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So let's hope that he can at least produce some magic during this World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let's go back to Kenny Benjamin. I know, Kenny, we're not going to keep you too much longer. Kenny, I know you tend to go sleep with the fowls and it's way past your bedtime. Um, you know a lot about me, Andrew, huh? 
where would you bat Gil, Kenny? Would you open the battle with, with, with Gil or would you battle with three? Certainly, I, I will open the batting. I believe Chris Gill has, has been more destructive when he opens the batting mm. and the ball is, if he gets off. Mm. The, the thing about it is that I don't think that we can, we can hope anymore. There's no time. No. There's no time that Chris Gill might come off today. He might come off next week. If he's not opening for me, then he's sitting out. Uh, the thing about it is that we have to remember, too, the, the people who obtain against Chris Gill, they have done their homework. And they're going to be starving him, trying to cut out the big shots, trying right, to stop right. him from, from using the arm. Mm -hmm. So so we have to back him, doing what he does best. Mm -hmm. And that is to face in the new ball, whether it's a spinner or the fast ball, whether it's just kidding on. And once he gets going, then he can go really deep. Mm -hmm. But to put him down in the middle where the field is spread and they're going to force him to run the ones and twos, we know that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so definitely... You're either batting one or two, or you're, you're, you're helping out with the jinx mm. around, around, around the changing room. Yeah, I think that um, if teams have got fast bowlers and he comes to bat, they will certainly uh, bring the fast bowlers on and bowl aggressive. I think that's going to be a tactic. And we've seen it work uh, quite a lot uh, in recent times. So I think they're going to do that. Um, are you worried about Gale, though? Is he, is he that much on the decline, or do you think he's just going through a bad batch, Kenny? I think he's on the decline. We, we have to be honest. Mm. The, the fact of the matter is that they, he has played a lot. He has really and truly been probably one of the best T20 batters. And so teams have really taken him seriously. They have done their work. And, you know, it is very strategic. They believe that, look, if we can stop Chris Gale from doing well, we can stop the Western team from doing well. So, so they take him very seriously, even though he's on the decline. Mm. And so they're going to try and hold to the team. They're going to have that plan for him. Let him work. Let him spend time in the wicket. Let him face a lot of dot balls and get frustrated and so on. They have a plan for Chris Gale. And the thing about it is that he's, he's probably thinking, you know, I still have the will. He's thinking that, but I don't think, I don't think the body is thinking that. Okay, see. Is he an automatic selection? Kenny? Not for, not, not for me, he isn't. Ooh, say that again. I said not for me, he isn't. That, that, that is going to make um, prime time news tomorrow. Kenny Benjamin is saying that Gale what, is not a because, because Kenny Benjamin have an opinion that's going to make. So are you saying to me, Phil Wallace and Kurt Ambrose, if they have an opinion that will make prime time as well? Well, I mean, I, I, well, the last Sir Curtly and of course they're going to ask, you know, Barrett and Philo. But, but you, you're saying that it's not an automatic selection. That's when I look at the team, you have, you have people like, you know, um, Lewis and Stone and Simmons, yes. you know these guys. Mm -hmm. These guys have, have been fairly decent, right. you know, in the last the last couple of matches they played in the in this CPL and so on. And so I heard Chakurti spoke about it. I heard Phil Wallace spoke about it. I heard Russell Arnold mm. and other guests, and they all spoke about. We gotta play our best team. At the end of the day, if the first game and coach and captain think, look, our best eleven, based mm -hmm. on what we're seeing, mm -hmm. you know, pre pre World Cup, Chris Gale, that that is the way it is. Well, I'm just saying, for me, I don't I don't have him as an automatic. Um, mm. Well, Kenny, I want to thank you very much indeed for spending the time with us and. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay out of trouble, Kenny. You tend to get into trouble, especially in politics. Gentlemen, 
please disregard that comment by Andrew Mitchell, <laughs> and you all have a very good evening. All right. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Always good to have Kenny on, on, on the line. 441790, get involved in the program. It's heading to 727. So currently, in, in your books, is, is Gail an automatic selection? No, he's not. Oh, really? Mm, really? Yes. I know that Gail exploits this in the last 18 months, maybe two years. Mm. He has struggled, not only for West Indies, but for other T20 franchises, right? And the, the, the few home series we just played, he hasn't really had any scores of significance. Mm. Right? And remember I said to you on this very program, if he doesn't do well in this home series, he shouldn't go to the World Cup. Mm. I can, I, can recall I mentioned that. Yes, you did, yes. However, however, he's at the World Cup now, but for me, he's definitely not an automatic choice for starting. Mm-hmm. Right? And like I said before, and I say again, if he gets it going on the day, he yeah. can still be destructive. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really done much the last 18 months or so to really make me think. He will set the work of a light. Mm-hmm. The voice of Sir Curtly Ambrose, you got Phil Wallace to comment on that, and of course Barrett. Uh, 441790, I think I see a call as well. So just before we come to you, Phil and Barrett, uh, to comment, let's just take a call as it heads to 7.30 Eastern Caribbean time. Hello, welcome, Mason and guests. Hi, Andrew, how are you doing, man? I'm fine, how are you? Eh, I'm not too bad myself. Good. Uh, I would like you guys to stop breaking off the scale. Because if you look at the reality, mm. uh, the youngsters have my to run Linda Simmons to some extent are still not performing, so they're actually not even getting out of the team. Mm. Also, I, mean, I even want you guys to look also at the Chennai Super Kings, who is a team that you can say, well, they're not as fast as the other IPL teams, but they have the experience. Mm-hmm. And that experience can be Defending cricket goes a long way, and if you experience uh, uh, of our guys in the T20 worker, will we'll still play an important role. You can't rule that out. Mm. So, so Carl, why are you saying that we're right now, Gail? I have been hearing you hearing you guys for the last few weeks. I mean, mm. I've heard you the criticism. Yes, yes, slow down. But in T20 cricket, you guys need to realize that mm. one player, one, you only need for Steel to win you two or three games. Right. And we have enough superstars in the team that if mm. one on each day, if one of them uh, take on that particular day, they win you the game. Mm. And I mean, I'm saying, I'm, I'm looking at it this way. If Chris Steele can win me two or three World Cup games, he's done his job. He's done his job. He's yeah. done his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair comment. Well, I want to thank you for coming through and talking to us. What part of Barbados are you calling from? Are you calling Andrew, from the Republic? St. Andrew. 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 All right. Well, the fat porks are still there on the East Coast. I haven't had yeah, any fat porks recently. Secret, 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 oh, secret. Oh, the secret. Yes, this is the time. I remember the boy growing up in Basile around this time. We go and you get your grapes at a place called Mastic. We go over there and oh. have our grapes. So I'm going to come down to the East Coast and get some um, some secrets this weekend. Yeah, you should before they're gone. Don't you have to save some for me and for Dr. Ford as well. Yeah, All no right. problem. Thanks for your contribution. A call there from St. Andrew. Let's take another call. Hello, oh, welcome, Mason and guests. Oh, there. We've lost that call. 441790. Let's go to Barat, he, who doesn't know St. Andrew when he comes to Barbados. In fact, we got that call, Barat. So let's take the call and then come to you. Hello, welcome. Mason and guests. Hello. Oh, the call 
Um, it's not worth me. We'll certainly take that call again. I was just making the point that when you come to Barbados, you don't go to St. Andrew, you go into the Gap, St. Lawrence Gap, Barry. Uh, I've been to Barbados once, Andrew, in 2011, and I did spend quite a bit of time in uh, St. Lawrence Gap. So, yeah, <laughs> I did go pretty late into the night as well, yeah, but I was a young man. Things have changed. Things have changed. I was in the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Gail, automatic selection for you? Uh, no, I'm with Sir Pertley and, uh, and and Kenny because how can he be an automatic selection for the West Indian team when he's not an automatic selection for uh, franchises who spend a lot of money in buying him and then you know bringing him into the side. So mm. based on form, I don't think he's an automatic selection. But does that mean West Indies won't start with him in that tournament? I don't think so. He will play the first few matches. Mm. And I think and the way we need to look at Chris Gale is what? Why is he still playing? Uh, what what does he want out of this T20 World Cup? You know, he is someone who refers to himself in the third uh, person. Uh, he does talk about himself <laughs> being the universe boss, and you know, uh, that he's still the universe boss. So is he is he still playing because he still thinks he has a point to prove, mm-hmm. or does he continue playing because he thinks he can win matches for the West Indies? Uh, and you know, the one time, and I remember Sir Kurt, he's speaking to him uh, during that Australia series. The one match he did perform. What did he come out and say? He said that Pollard and everybody else in the, the senior group backed me. I mean, they made, made me feel wanted. Uh, I think he's at that stage of his career when I think he wants to feel wanted as well. Just speaking to some of his teammates in the Punjab franchise, they see the stay the same as well. Uh, he's become that senior, um, you know, almost this guru sort of person in that team. He's always passing on a lot of advice to the younger people. And uh, like, like one of your callers said, Andrew, he still has it in him to win West Indies one or two matches. Uh, and I think the presence of Chris Gale in the side, uh, it, it's almost like it plays more with the mind of the opposition than at times with, uh, you know, the strategy that the West Indies are getting into the match with. Mm. So still the time you get him out, you always have that sneaky feeling that even if he's like, you know, 42 and he's not at the peak of his powers, that he could still win, win you that game. And if he can win, and in 2012 and 2016, if you look at his record, he wasn't consistent throughout that tournament. But he won West Indies two matches um, mm. in each of those tournaments. I think if he can do that again, um, I think his job's done. Mm. Well, of course, you can send us your WhatsApp message to Dr. Don Marshall and saying he agrees with you, fellow, as to where Gail Shabbat and Pollard as well. He would want to see the entrance from Pollard. Um, not in over number 15, but maybe try and come a little bit um, higher. So you're getting su- some support from Dr. Don Marshall, uh, who is, uh, uh, has been on the show before. Thanks, Doc, for uh, being very much a part of Mason and Guest. 2534679, you can send us your WhatsApp messages. We got a call. It's 7 to 7.34 in the country. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Yeah, good evening. Good night. How are you? Good night to you, the poet. Yeah, I haven't written anything. I I, mm. I do that when um, but Chris Gail can't even give, give us the one that blowing. I don't know what we were those fellas talking about. Mm. Mm. And then to have a man like uh, be able to a best all around lady world, I have him on his sideline and all kind of thing. Mm, you say about that. You say about and then we have Russell that the last workout was the same. No, 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 no. This, this is serious. Really. Die what he did. This is, 
of course, Bailey had a right foot. Then, of course, Gary had a first grade foot. He took foot. Then, like, how Tony got the other hand. Mm-hmm. He was a mentor. enough good players in the team mm-hmm. 
to win the World Cup. My concern, though, is that we either blow hot mm. or we blow cold. Oh, okay. So we need to be very consistent in order for us to win this World Cup. We can't have two big games and then two or three bad games. We have to be extremely consistent throughout for us to win this World Cup. Mm. But I believe if we are consistent enough, we can win the World Cup. Again. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Well, Dr. Don Marshall Wright, thanks, Doc. Gail is the first opening batting legend, you know, of the T20 game. He's been asked to bat at number three for the West Indies. It's not his natural batting position. Uh, there's no opener in the West Indies pushing Gail aside. Lewis Simmons and Gail uh, remain ruling Caribbean T20 cricket at the top of the order. So his place is justified. Uh, that's coming from Dr. Don Marshall. Thanks, Doc, a regular listener uh, to the program. And there's also one coming from St. Lucia. Hello, I'm listening uh, to your program, and I expect Gail to do very well. It is true that he hasn't done well in recent times, but he's a, a wonderful player, and I expect the best needs to go on to win the World Cup. <laughs> can we take a call? I think we can. Ronnie Clark, the technical director or to be precise, Ronald Clark, when he reads the news, he's Ronnie Clark, but of course when he reads the news, I'm Ronald Clark. All right, uh, Mason and Gesh, hello, welcome. Welcome. Hello, good evening. Oh, good evening. Is, is How do you enjoy the program? Is, is this our favorite walker? That's right, how do you know that? Mm, I know that. You enjoy, oh, that? Oh, you oh, enjoy Mason and Gesh? You enjoy Mason and Gesh? I don't miss your program for anything. Well, you need to tell Strickers, tell us you that. Yeah, he knows that. He knows that. <laughs> yes. this, is, this, this is naked truth, right? Yes. If you can, if you can, if you can carry a heart, man, like Ross says, might as well carry Chris Gale. Yeah. <laughs> on, on, on any given day, what when Gale is on, he's on. What is a heart, man? Heart, man. Uh, enjoy man, like Ross says. Okay. If, if Ross can play, Chris Gale can play. Okay, I see. Mm. That's my contribution. Okay, wonderful. Now, Always enjoy the program. Thank you very much indeed. 4241790, give us a call. Let's head into... 741. We've got 90 minutes left on the show. We're going to pause our business because when we come back, we're going to do an assessment of the England side. Of course, India and New Zealand. Barrett has got his uh, stats. He's got all of his uh, records as well. And Dr. Ford will participate. But of course, listen and guess is brought to the association. How that? In my favorite healing position. In the covers, in the slips, in the calling. I love this game. Lovely cricket, you have to learn to defend your wicked pain. And when you occupy the crease, stroke it, no lick out like no wild beast. Cricket, lovely cricket, you have to learn to defend your wicked pain. And when you occupy the crease, stroke it, no lick out like no wild beast. Cricket is a game for one and for all, but you're wicked with the batter, you're good with the bar. How are you? I just say, hold on, Captain. Okay, Captain. Well, let me tell you something. West mm. will be on the first bus, and the selector should be on the second. Say that again. West will be on the first bus. Yes. It, 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 by the way, is, is, is that a bus coming from Bayfield to, to Bridgetown, or going no, from Maycox to, um, to, to Spitesong and along to Bridgetown? The bus will be coming from, from where the plane do on the internationals. Okay. The bus will come from there. Okay, the bus coming that's from Dubai. The first one, mm. and we want to be on the second one. Oh, there, that's... Well, why would you say that, though, Carla? Why, why do you think that this, this site is going to be the first bus and the selectors and the second? 
Ronnie, I'm getting very biblical tonight. Hello, welcome. Oh, I think the call of God. <laughs> All right, let's take another call, can we? No, 441790. Let's go to Barat now. Uh, the calls are coming in Barat. We've got 15 minutes left in the show. Let's do an assessment of England. Do you think England have got a good chance of winning the World Cup, Barat? in my book as favorites. Uh, Say that again? Yeah. Say that again? Yeah. I think England are right up there as favorites for me, alongside the West Indies, Andrew. I know there's been a lot of talk about Ooh. the West Indies having an aging squad, but one thing we've learned from Dan Christian is T20 might be a format for young people, but it's the old guys who win trophies. So that's <laughs> a good sign for the West Indies. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with England is they are, of course, so batting heavy when you look at the Jason Roy's and the Bairstow's and the Butler's and the Morgan's of the world, uh, you think that they can chase down anything or they can put up these mighty coaches. But their bowling kind of concerns me because it's kind of one-dimensional now that Sam Curran is injured and his mm-hmm. brother Tom has come into the side. Uh, you look at Mark Wood, yes, I mean, he can bowl well in the depth, but you look at David Willey, uh, there's just a lot of guys who bowl at similar speeds, except maybe a Mark Wood, like I said. Uh, and you look at the pitches, the pitches really concern me. I would like to get Sir Gudley and Philo's uh, views on those as well. We've seen in this, uh, the second leg of the IPL, the UAE, like I said earlier, the pitches are so slow. Mm. I don't know whether, uh, you know, the English bowlers will just sit up uh, for, you know, the likes of the West Indies to kind of just swing their bats at it. Uh, you know, the pace at which they bowl, the variety. Do they have the variety in their bowling attack to take them through? And not having Ben Stokes and Jofra Archer, I think those are two X-Factor players that they're really mm-hmm. going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll really come down to whether their batters can just like keep winning their matches. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think for both England and West Indies, Andrew, if they can just get through this first round, right? Uh, I mean, look out. They'll be the two most feared sides in a knockout scenario. Mm-hmm. But then, you, then all your individual guys, even a Chris Gale becomes a much bigger player, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what to expect it on that day. Mm. Uh, so I think England uh, should go through. Uh, I would not be surprised if we get another West Indies England final. Philo, mm. um, England. England has a good squad, you know, Andrew. Uh, you, you can't write off England at all, and they've allowed some of their players uh, to go up to the IPL as well. Uh, Morgan is there, he's captain KKR, and he also have the analysts of the England squad with him. Mm. That is, that, that, that is a partnership that is continuing. So England will be well prepared for, for this T20 World Cup. And they'll be haunted by what happened uh, a few years ago when Ben Stokes obviously was knocked for four chickens in the last over by Carlos Braffin. You have to look for another name now because there's no Carlos Braffin. But I think that England has a good chance, Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, to, to do well in this T20 World Cup. They've embraced T20 cricket here in England. They've worked really hard. The ECB has worked really hard on, on T20 cricket and getting the, the, the understand T20 cricket. Mm-hmm. When you look at India, India stand out to me as well as Ruby because they're playing in the IPL, all of their players. Mm-hmm. So they have, they have, they, they're getting accustomed to conditions. Yes, some pitches are not as good as others, but I think when you're looking at a T20 World Cup, the ICC will take over the event. Mm-hmm. And we would expect the ICC curators to produce good T20 wickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So they'll, do a, they'll do a study of these pitches and what is required. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to the World Cup, mm-hmm. they will have good pitches. Mm-hmm. Some are not as good, but I think the majority of them are uh, good. Look at the, the volume of crowds. has 500, Kohli has almost 400 runs. And the, the, the Indian batsmen have scored runs. Mm-hmm. It's just that for more batsmen have struggled. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that, but, but when you look at it, England has a good squad. Uh, I know, uh, and the, the loss of Bessoke and, 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 and Joffa, yes, but they still have a good squad. Mm-hmm. And I think that they they it can be very dangerous. All right, we got another call when we uh, come back. To, we're going to get some questions from Dr. Ford. I want to also ask currently about uh, the form of people like Poran, you know, not doing a lot at all. You know, Hetma has been there, thereabouts. But let's take a call. Hello, welcome. Listen and guess. Peace be on to you and Peace yours. Peace be on to you as well. And to your distinguished guest. Mm-hmm. And you know, Sakurli, he loves his lobsters. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Sakurli, I thought you were a snapper man. I thought you liked your snapper. Sakurli, the, the lady knows your business. Are you a lobster <laughs> man, Sakurli? Well, he's hard. I saw him oh, eating so, so, oh, Lord, he enjoyed that lobster. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Mr. Mason never done more on your show. <laughs> but yeah. um, you, you didn't, you, you're telling the lady about all these, these different names. You remember Arthur C? Arthur C, yes, a- yes. And, and um, the one of Waterford's... Um, Waterford Bottom? Right. Mm. Uh, group two, if we if we take out the 
the individuals who have to to qualify to India, New Zealand, Pakistan, mm -hmm. Afghanistan. We haven't mm -hmm. talked about Afghanistan much. And our group, England, South Africa, West Indies, Australia. So, Philo, who would be your two finalists? Oh, good question, Philo. West Indies are a very hard group. Mm. No, very, very hard. We have to play the cricket cover of that group. Mm. In, in a West Indies supporter, I would like to see West Indies and England come out of that group. Mm -hmm. West Indies, Indies, England. And what about the other group, Philo? When you look at the other group, India will obviously come out. Mm. Uh, Andrew, New Zealand is playing smart cricket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch New Zealand. I think he's really smart. I will look for. I will look at India and New Zealand coming out of that other group. Mm. We know Pakistan is very sporadic in their performances. So I would right. say India and New Zealand. So, so, so West Indies, England, India, New Zealand. Yeah. All right. What about you, Barat? What are you saying? Do you agree with that? Uh, I I totally agree that West Indies in England should hopefully for the tournament's sake come through from their group. Mm. Uh, but I have a different take on the other group. I think India will come through. Uh, mm. The ICC will stop the tournament if they don't play the semi-final, as you well know. Mm. <laughs> but I I look at the Pakistan cricket <laughs> team as like the Italian soccer team. Whenever things are going really bad behind the scenes, they seem to play their best cricket in world tournaments. And mm. I won't rule Pakistan out. They've never really done well in that T20 World Cup. The good thing for them is they'll get that India match out of the way in the league stages. So that's been that bugbear, right? That's been the bane for so many years in ICC tournaments. Mm. Once they get that out of the way, I, I won't put it across Pakistan because... Uh, nobody's talking about Pakistan, Andrew. And, you know, they have a lot of experience playing T20 cricket and cricket in the UAE. They know those pitches conditions yeah, better. Yeah, do. Yes, yes. Mm. So I'm back to India, Pakistan from there and West Indies, England from this group. All right. Okay. we got just another, what, three, four minutes left in the show. And I want to spend it with security, um, change the, the whole topic. Um, the West Indies, of course, would have gone to, to England securely. Uh, you uh, would have been there as a bowling coach. Um, uh, so currently, um, well, we lost the series, but we, there were some pretty tight matches. Uh, what was your overall impression uh, of that tournament? I, I, thought the, I thought the young men, you know, gained a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. They never been to England before, and to play for played in different conditions against a different opponent. I thought that they handled themselves very well, right? Um, well, mm -hmm. nurse who was the head coach, substituted for, for, for Fred Reefer, mm -hmm. and also Steve Lybert and myself. So I thought that the whole trip was worth, was worth it. And even though we lost the series 2-4, mm -hmm. could have easily been 4-2 in right. favor of the West Indies. Yes, yes. Because we lost two games by one wicket. Mm -hmm. One of those games, we, bowled, we were very indisciplined in the bowling, bowling department. We bowled 27 wide. Oh dear. Uh, considering we're only defending 180. Mm. And we still lost by one wicket. So the bowlers, even though they bowled so many wide, they really kept us in the game. So we could have easily been forced to the West Indies. But even though we wanted to win the series, it wasn't all about winning. It was giving the young, the young men experience mm -hmm. in, in, in a different team, different conditions. Mm -hmm. So they, what I know going forward, 
they'll be much better cricketers. Wonderful. Tell us about some of those stand-up players and any that impressed you tremendously, Alistair Curtly. Yes. Um, I mean, before we went to England, mm-hmm. you know, we had a, a four-week champion Antigua. So I've seen a lot of the guys prior to England, and there are quite a few guys who were very impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew, from my experience over the years, I don't particularly like to call names too okay. early mm-hmm. because sometimes I call names and these young will figure, you know, Kurt Rambo say I'm good, so they mm-hmm. get complacent. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to call names. But I yet I can say that there are a few guys who are very impressive. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Pacey, any, anybody that impressed you with Pace? On either side, yes. currently? Yes. Um, there, are two, there are a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. One, I Dyson from Guyana. Yes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. There's another guy from Antigua, Pittman. Pittman got, got some. Injured, mm-hmm. So he didn't go to England. Right. He faced those two are the quickest of the bunch. Oh, dear. Good. But oh. there are other guys who got good enough pace to cause some problems mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And the captain, how, how do you look at the captain the side? He looks uh, to be a man in total control. Yes. Um, we use two captains over in England. We use... Um, uh, my, 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 my memory is deserting me. You know, as I get older, uh, mm-hmm. we use two captains. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> you know, at, at 58, my memory yeah, is yeah, good. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, the two captains we used, they, they were good. They good quality, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they're still young, are still learning, they're teenagers, you know. But um, I, I saw the hundred team very well, mm-hmm. and they can only get better as we go forward. Final question to you, securely, young Bethel, Jacob Bethel. We will see him here in Barbados, you know, playing for the Barbados on the 15. I remember going down to um, to uh, to St Andrew. Uh, to watch him play a couple of years ago for big family, all the whites came out to watch him. Uh, what do you think of the young man, young Bethel, Jacob Bethel? I haven't seen much of him, Andrew, to be quite fair. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be fair mm-hmm. for me to, to make, a, make a, a determination mm-hmm. because I haven't seen him that much to really. So I prefer, if you say he's a good cricketer, mm-hmm. I just yeah. I hope. You okay? You will, but but overall, security so, so you, you're quite happy with what you what you saw in England, and the future looks good. Yes, myself, Ron, Steve Library, the coaching staff who went to England, we are very happy mm. with the way it turned out, and we know for a fact, you know, that um, once we get together again in camp prior to World Cup, we will see much better cricketers, and of course. Head coach Fred Reaper will be joining us as well. Mm-hmm. But um, we are quite happy mm-hmm. with the way things went. There are a few things that need to be ironed out. Nothing major. And I'm quite sure that come the World Cup in January, we'll mm-hmm. be ready. All right. So, currently, I want to thank you very much indeed for coming through there in Atlanta. And on that lovely suite, you lovely background there, so currently, all you need now is some lobster from, from, um, from St. Lawrence, served by Gail. Um, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Uh, thanks to you, Phil Wallace. I'm sure that you miss your, your flying fish and cuckoo. We're going to send you some. And Barrett, when you come to Barbados, we're going to take you to a place called Sweet Bottom. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you, Sir Gertley Ambrose. Thank you, Philip Wallace. He's smiling. And Dr. Ford is also smiling as well. Amanda Mason is open for a bye tomorrow. Hold In my favorite healing position. In the covers. In the slips. In the calling. I love this game. It's all about cricket. Lovely cricket. You have to learn to defend you with it. When you occupy the crease, stroke it, no lick out right now while be Cricket, lovely cricket, you have to learn to defend your wicked day. And when you occupy the crease, stroke it, no lick out right now while be Cricket is a game for one and for all. Whether you wicked with the bat or you good with the ball. Raise your bat for your name of the call. When you in the crease, you're standing tall. One girl, sexy and fat. Oh Lord, what a girl can bat One shot, back shot, all kind of shot Hook, drive, she have them down pat Girl defense, greater than great No loose balls, can't penetrate All me a bowl, me can't get her out Oh, she licking me balls all about Leg break, half break, it's all the same Oh, she licking me balls again Shot after shot, runs a pile up
Make sure you never shot a balance With the bat you have to welcome the tent Provide lots of excitement When me come in a decrease me a stroke all about Took with cash and me nollie coat All round me go out a box man No me not a night watchman She licking those balls of mine All over the boundary line She licking those balls of mine All over the boundary line Okay, bye-bye. See you all. Good night. God bless.